This is Steve Zetro Souza from Exodus. And you're listening to Mosh Mag. Turn it up. Hey, what's up? This is Donald Tardy with Obituary, and you're listening to Mosh Mag. Turn it up. Hey, 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 what's happening? This is another episode of Mosh Mag. Mosh Mag. <laughs> and, it's, and, and, and what number is it? Episode <laughs> 18. Right, I, we had to think okay, about that one. We have to tell them because before we were talking about what episode it is, and so we have to go online and check <laughs> because we're not really sure because we're like, what the hell? What, what, what episode is this? I don't know. Oh, so anyway, God. they're all starting to mesh together. We'll be at 300 one day. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what is it? <laughs> it? What is this? God. Okay, if we go on this rate, if we go there, dude, 300 would be in six years, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Hold it. If we continue on this this uh, this weekly thing. Hopefully by then, you know, we'll have some kind of revenue and we'll throw a big party. <laughs> we'll throw a party. I'll buy everyone one beer. There you go. <laughs> now, hopefully we have enough revenue at episode 100. That would be awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. We'll have a party at my my Pebble Beach estate. There you go. Mm-hmm. I'm not even talking about that. Okay. Okay. Up in the news. We're going to start right after the news. We've got a lot to talk about. We have Donald Tardy interview tonight. And all that good stuff. I went to a couple shows. We're going to talk about that as well. And Scott's got a couple things that I told him not to tell me anything yep. about. So I'm surprised when he tells me about stories. So, anyway, in the news. I know. Slayer lawsuit. Yeah, I guess Slayer is has a lawsuit to stop counterfeit merch. What do you think about that? No, Scott? I think that's awesome because, you know, it's funny because at the last show, as we're walking through the parking lot, they're like, you know, $20 here, they're 40 inside, you know, and I'm thinking, yeah. well, well yeah. where'd you steal those from, you know, from yeah, the band? I know, I know. Well, after us, we, we started, remember, we got our shirts that weekend, so yeah. we were kind of like, no, even though if you did, that's like a, that's like a six color, that should be, you know. Yeah, no, we <laughs> get it. Other, yeah. I, we, it's it's pricey to make this stuff. And, you know, that's the thing with me is, you know, I mean, like we, we've talked about before, you know, albums don't make them money anymore. It's merch no. and concerts. So it's like, right. you're, I just think that those guys in the parking lot, you're stealing from these guys, man. Buy the shirt inside. And, and honestly, I don't blame him either. So this, this is it. This is it for, like, well, especially for Tom. Tom's done. I think everyone else is going to go on and go on to do other things. I know Carrie's going to go do something oh, yeah. else. It's really cool. Oh, and happy birthday to Carrie King. Yeah, he was his birthday. And Tom's. And Tom. She and Tom's. And it's funny, I don't know if you guys know, but on if I have shot you as a musician and it's your birthday, I what I do is I Photoshop a hat on you. Like a birthday hat, and I say hat Mosh Mag wishes uh, so and so so and so a happy birthday. So I got picked up from uh, Carrie King's wife and um, yeah, it was funny. She she commented on it. She was like, pass this on. It's so awesome. So it's really cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. If you guys haven't seen all those those images, they're on uh they are on our website, moshmag.com. So go check that out. But yeah, um about this lawsuit. I yeah. It, it's like anyway, you are getting shitty quality. Yeah, no, for sure. And and I understand you paid so much to get in. If you want to have a couple beers, it's so much. And then at the end of the day you're like, shit, I I have only 20 bucks. 
I can understand wanting to get something for the show, and but man, I understand what they're coming from too. Is these these guys? And I guess this lawsuit was really going out. I guess there's this one group that was following them around, and oh, they'll wow. just yeah, they'll they won't even they'll just go in the parking lot, never go inside to see the show, but they'll just go in the parking lot just to sell their shit. Yeah, and I guess they got caught so many times to start knowing who these people are. So that's what they really were trying to do is just trying to to nip it in the butt. And I don't I don't blame them, man. And and you get shitty quality shirts. I bought the Slayer shirt, and oh my god, what great quality shirts! Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people are yep. starting to do now. I know uh, a machine head. I know that because because Rob Flynn he has his own some apparel line, and he I have a I have two two of those those uh, machine head shirts. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they are the best shirts, the best quality. They they don't shrink up where you know, yeah, you know yeah, they're up by your boobs and <laughs> after four washings and stuff. So yeah, really really See, good. way anyway. better quality. So you get what you pay for. Right, you get what you pay for. And I, I agree. I agree. Okay. Um, you know, so uh, I wanted to talk about um, this, the whole "As I Lay Dying." Okay, their their new song. They put a song out. Um, I believe they're playing. Uh, uh, they just put a song, uh, a new song out. As everybody knows, um, Timothy Lumbesis, whoever's been following this band, uh, <laughs> Timothy Lumbesis is the guy who put a hit out on his wife, uh, the killer. <laughs> he did some time in prison uh, from May 16, 2014, but then he was released on parole on, in December of 2016 on good behavior or whatever. Um, their new album is called, or the new song is "My Own Grave," and it's actually pretty cool. They're a they're a metalcore band. I've actually liked them, but the the thing is, here here's my question about this whole thing. I mean, do you like a guy like this? He's done prison. He does some crazy stuff like this, and then he goes back, gets back in his band, and they put out some just amazing stuff. And and at a time when this genre is kind of dying at the time, um, they're kind of bringing it back. And uh, so I mean, it's. Yeah, it's the mixed emotions on this one. What do you What do you think of a guy like this? It's it's kind of like the Michael Vick thing. Remember yeah. back in football and how all of a sudden then now he came he's back. on TV. Yeah, do you like a guy? You know, it's just do you like a guy for as a musician, or do you like a guy that you know? What was the circumstances? Was he on drugs? Was he like you know? But. Yeah, I know. It's, it's well, there's a, a long ordeal. Yeah, there's a long ordeal behind it. He was at the. He was at a gym. He met a guy at the gym. Uh, the guy happened no. to be an undercover officer. He set everything up, dude, to kill his wife. I mean, it was it was pretty wow. bad. Um, wow. He was and, and see here's and see I hate to bring this into it, but um, you know, he says he's a Christian. Uh, they're they're not considered a Christian band. They consider themselves to be Christians in a band. They don't have any songs about. Christianity or anything, <laughs> but um, he was kind of going off the deep end with his beliefs there at the, around the same time, from the stuff that I the stuff that I oh, was reading. So, so he was like little holier than thou. Yeah, right? or he was like, yeah, yeah, or vice versa. He was getting evil, one or the other. It's like he was getting to a point where you know he's just. I guess started thinking evil thoughts, and he wanted to put his old lady out of. Now, okay, was there any details in this about what, why he, what was his purpose of trying to kill his wife? It there, was it money? Was she like cheating or? She was. She wasn't cheating. Um, there wasn't any real money involved in it. I think it was just. It, it was just like I said. He's 
It was something to do with his beliefs. Oh, his, his, his beliefs didn't believe that he should get a divorce, so he should kill his wife. Who, who knows, man? It was something crazy. Like, I was reading the whole thing about it, and I just was like, I was so blown away by this stuff. I'm like, wow, this guy. And you know what? Here's the sad thing. He's got, a, the dude's got a huge heart. He actually adopted, um, I think he's got four kids. He's adopted um, three or four kids. He adopted with that, with that lady. He's adopted wow. from another another country, the whole nine. It's just, wow. yeah, that's the whole thing, man. He's got this huge heart, the whole nine, and then he becomes this, you know, wanting to kill his wife. He sets it up with a uh, with an <laughs> undercover he needed cop. Heart, needed her I, heart too, man, maybe because he. How do you just get heart, twisted like his that? Heart, his heart grew full, and he needed another heart. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy shit. Yeah, that is, yeah. And now he's out there. Yeah. Are, are they, Wait, oh, he's remarried. Are, okay. She's remarried, too. <laughs> okay, good. It was like, don't tell me. Oh, I, I forgive him. Bullshit. No, no, this time it's no, not for once, you know? Honey, you try to kill me, uh, you're kind of dead to me. I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe my old beliefs. <laughs> it's just the weirdest. Ah, <laughs> anyway, that, that's just, yeah, well, you know, that's just some, some weird stuff out there. And then, well, the other weird thing is in the news is uh, Ian Watkins. Um, Ian Watkins... That is the old singer of Lost. Uh, what the heck is their name? Uh, Lost Prophets. He was uh, the. You know, he went to prison for. He's doing 32 years for uh, child molestation for on a baby, dude. He's a sick bastard. Well, his oh. his um, girlfriend at the time. She actually. They have her on on video actually talking about them two having a baby so they could rape it. They're fucking. They're twisted. That's how twisted these guys are. So he, <clears throat> they have him on on record. Yeah, and and her talking about how they wanted to have a baby so they could rape it. And he's doing like thirty two um, years for raping a baby, right? Or raping a, a small baby and child. No, what about her? So what that's the whole thing. So as of just yesterday, she got um, basically acquitted or whatever. She is free of all charges, um, even though she ha- she was so twisted and so into this guy, uh, she would do anything for him at the time. Oh my god! And um, so <clears throat> I guess there was also pictures of her with like children, um, oh, but man. not like in in the middle of any act or anything, but just with her and children. Oh. So it was kind of a it was a weird thing. But actually, she got acquitted of all her charges, so she's she's free of all her charges. Sick, fucking twisted. But he's uh, doing thirty two years. Dude, that is uh, that, see. Fucking weird. Oh, I don't know. I dude, I just get angry. Yeah, I get so yeah. pissed. It's like you know what? I'm gonna have a child so we can all rape it. Yeah. What the fuck? God damn! I don't even, dude. I don't even want to talk about this shit. Yeah, it's disgusting. Fucking shit. And man, okay. God, this is sad. I turned it to be a really happy episode, asshole. Now you're <laughs> into this. Holy fuck. All right, moving on well, from the it, sick. I know. I'm moving on to this, and everyone committing suicide. Yeah. And now, you know, Anthony Bourdain. That and sucked. I, that's sad. And and then Kate Spade, yeah. you know, she committed suicide. And then, then you have, uh, we have guitarist, uh, Ralph Santola, and he was the the former obituary guitarist and Death and a couple other bands, and he died. He had, I guess he apparently had a heart attack. Wow! And uh, went into a coma, and then they kind of just pulled the plug just a couple days ago. So it was kind of interesting. That's I hard. Was actually, when all this is going down, I was sitting with 
uh, Donald Tardy and doing an interview, which you're going to hear in a couple minutes. Um, but yeah, it's very sad of, of anything. But man, I, I think it's we're just at that age where people are just going to start doing some crazy shit and dying. And man, yeah, I, fuck. I'm one of my other buddies died, and you know, so it's it's a fucked up time right now. Yeah, it's Sorry been a crazy start to 2018, listeners. that's for sure. I know, just really trippy about, you know, how people are passing away and how things are doing. But anyway, um, yeah, dude, I went and, uh, enough of that shit. I'm done talking yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. that shit, that shit. Turn it back on the positive uh, side. Hey, man, I've been going to some incredible shows here. Uh, that's what I love about this sort of, I have this little dive bar. It kind of reminds me of a, a Ruthie's type, mm-hmm. you know, it's small, intimate, and just dark and you know i it's called club red here in mesa and it's so close to my house i love it but dude, I, dude when i'm out there killer, i gotta check that out with you you, yeah, you know what it, it, it's just i want to take you to the marquee i want to take you just just all this i should just fly out there one day and go to a couple shows with you okay when you coming just tell me some shows. <laughs> Let's do it. I we were just telling Scott earlier that he needs to come to my house because I have a shitload of shirts that I just... Like, here, Scott. <laughs> no shit. I told him, just bring an empty suitcase and a pair of shorts, man, and then he'll be set home with a little shit. Anyway, I went and saw Obituary, and uh, they played with uh, Paul Bear, awesome. Skeleton Witch, and uh, Dust Bolt. Um, holy shit. I didn't really expect it to be... You know, I've never seen Dust Bolt. Uh, I've never seen Skeleton Witch, nor Paul Bearer. I've seen Obituary a couple times. Um, but fucking Dust Bolt. I guess they're from Germany? Really? Absolutely fucking kick ass, man. I haven't fucking bought the shirt. I've downloaded every fucking album they have. I've been listening to them like fucking crazy. But yeah, Dust Bolt, really great. And Skeleton Witch. I am a fan now. Yeah, I came home. I had I had four fucking shirts, and my wife's going, uh, can we quit it on the concert shirts, man? <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, this band, and she's like, enough excuses. I don't want to hear this shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I that, that's all I have now, Scott. I don't, I, I have, like, like four dress shirts, and, like, everything else is, like, concerts or Raiders shit, so it's kind of fucking, anyway, but, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down and I, I think let's do the the interview with uh, Donald Tardy. Yeah. Let's take a listen and here it is Donald Tardy with James Willard. Oh yeah. Willard here with Moshmag here with Donald Tardy. Donald, how you been, buddy? I'm doing good, dude. How you doing? Good, good. Uh, my first question to you: humidity or heat? Oh man, I'll take the humidity. <laughs> you know, it's I don't understand it because. I, you know, Florida gets brutal, yeah. but it is nothing like this. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing like this, man. I, you guys can have the dry, the dry heat. The dry heat. I, it, you know what? I know. I know. It, I, I don't sweat, so I'm a sweater, so I don't know. I'll get it back. Good. So, uh, so what were your early influences in your music that made your, up your sound? You know, it was, be, for me, I started at such a young age that there was no death metal. There was not much metal in, in the world because I was a super young kid when I started really freaking out on drums. Probably by the age of seven, I already started figuring it out and tapping on everything in the house. And my neighbor of ours had a, had a drum set, so I'd be sneaking over there as a seven, eight year old. So you're talking in the 70s. So, 
you know, my influences were what my oldest brother was listening to at the time, which was Led Zeppelin, um, Queen, and then a lot of Southern rock, like Charlie Daniels, Outlaws, Leonard Skinner, Molly Hatchet, you know, just a huge record collection that when he would go to work, I was just an eight, nine, ten-year-old kid, and I found it, and I I was freaking out on vinyl, so... uh, so that was the early on, because again, it was just such a. I was at such a young age li- listening to music. It was before Metallica and shit came around, yeah, yeah. and uh, and so that's what the influences was. John Bonham. I mean, that was my influence. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, that kind of we're in the same kind of era, and it's because you know here I was in Northern California when, when metal was coming out, and anything hard really came out. What really made you guys go so hard so early? And being like almost a pioneer to it. Sabbath and Ronnie James Dio was what made me go, okay, music's fun to play, but this is what I need and want to do. And so, you know, Trevor and I met at a super young age. Literally, I was 10 years old. It was 1980, I think we met and immediately started diving into music and loving playing and jamming and stuff. He knew I was already really interested in drums. He begged his mom for a guitar and we dove straight into it, you know, and then of course when Slayer entered our lives, just like everybody, it was, uh, that was the beginning of the end for us, you know. Uh, yeah, I totally, I totally, yeah, here, here, yeah. It's just really odd to see how, from me being in the West Coast and then you guys being on, you know, really the West Coast, really, and just how we all kind of meet in the middle. Yeah. And it's really odd that your guys' sound was just so unique. Yeah. And it's incredible that you guys were that hard that early yeah. and that much popularity. That was really awesome. Yeah, you know, the Tampa scene early on was a lot of killer, a lot of killer local bands. You know, we had Sabotage, we had Nasty Savage, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's, it's you know, it's, you know, all this stuff, you know, death started exploding at, at super early on and Morbid Angel and Executioner at the time that we were. And, uh, so there was a lot of not competition, but there was a lot of good music right there in Central Florida that made you practice that much harder, made you think that much more about what you want to be as a sound. And uh, we found our sound early on. You know, it was, it was Hellhammer and Celtic Frost that kind of put the light bulb above our head. We were like, you know, what Slayer's cool and and, and Venom's, uh, you know, Metallica's cool, but we were more geared towards like Celtic Frost and Venom, like we the dirtier, grimier shit we liked. Right. And uh, and then so as a band, you you know I think most people that know Obituary, there is a direct descent uh, right from Hellhammer. You know right. that first that first album and those first few Frost albums is really where we found our where we found the scales that became the creature that we are. You know, awesome. yeah, because I, I, I you you definitely have a totally different sound, and, and I really think it comes down to your you know the vocals, and I really think the vocals are just like totally. Yeah obscure from what everything else it could be a lot faster and darker but it makes that melodic crunch yeah what what as a drummer did you kind of have to change through the years from say when you guys first started until like your first break in like yeah i don't know man drumming wise i'm i was uh i was immediately i knew what i wanted for the style of drumming again goes back to led zeppelin it goes back to uh, Ronnie James Dio's drummer, Vinnie Appice, they those were my two main influences and I knew that's what I wanted and I made that happen in death metal music. I didn't want to change my drum style to try to be a more popular death metal band. Yeah. I, I, I stuck with what I thought I was pretty good at and Trevor and I blended the type of music style that we both loved and it turned into obituary. Wow. 
That is incredible. How how was it when you guys did make make that first break? What really caused that break when you guys did? Was it you know just like everyone else? Yeah, not you know not one. It wasn't one particular thing. It was being on a record label for so many years, trying to be a band for so many years, struggling for a lot of those years. In the music industry is not a fun place to be. Record labels are very easily to forget about you and move on and, and kind of brush your your new stuff away quickly and uh, not being focused on was a tough thing to, for the band to, to deal with. And then uh, we were just growing up, you know, people people were having children, we were kind of no longer just 20 year olds. There are lives to be had, you know, a couple people went and uh, got real jobs and started having families, you know, me, I didn't know what anything else but playing drums, so I was just playing for a year or so, and then I met Andrew WK, and so for literally four years of, of that time, I was really busy with him and had a blast with touring with him and doing some records with him, and then, uh, and who knew, like, it was going to be six or seven years before, it, next thing you know, we've been, we've been gone from the scene that long, and, uh, you know, hindsight, it was a breath of fresh air that we actually took a break. Yeah. because it, it, it put life into perspective for us and when we did get back together and saw how much the world missed obituary and wanted it it really it really humbled us and we realized you know what this is where we're supposed to be as humans on this planet we are supposed to be creating this Florida style music for these fans that want to hear it and, awesome. uh, and we're super proud of that what how, how did it all come about you guys coming back together I don't really know again it wasn't just one thing but I think we were just you know, the important thing was we were still friends. Even though we weren't playing music, we were still watching football games together and stuff and still yeah. talking. And uh, I was on tour at the time with Andrew, yeah. and we were on OzFest, and it was his idea, because we were like, playing Miami, I think, at the time. And uh, Andrew's like, what do you think? If, would the guys come out if I, if I just let you guys come play a couple obituary songs on stage instead of the Andrew stuff? And... Uh, Next thing you know, we did it, and it was so fun that it kind of it kind of lit the spark again, and uh, and so you know maybe I don't know maybe Andrew was a part of that. You know, what what do you think in through through all this and how how metal metal tickets rise and then it took its fall? What what do you really think was that that it just went away and came back? Ah, uh, you know what? Time. Yeah. I think full circle. I think I think things that that come around and do full circle it's just simply enough you gotta wait enough time you know you can't you can't expect water to boil quicker than it will you can't expect uh, pork roast in the oven to be done in 15 minutes you know it's gonna take six hours and that means time you know and with with the music scene I don't know the every band on the planet and every record label could have pushed a certain direction to try and make it come back quicker and it wouldn't have it wouldn't have changed anything. Yeah. Time was just gonna have to do what it did, and uh, and I can I can speak for obituary like right now. Times are right back the way they were in the early '90s. It's it's unbelievable. We just played San Francisco two nights ago and it was sold out. Last night was Los Angeles and it was a sold out show. Ooh, and uh, awesome. for an obituary headlining show to do that, it's, it makes these old guys really proud to see fans are freaking out still. That that is really cool because that that's what I was always always notice that when you guys did come to town here they're always like everyone was right on you yeah and I know that like this area is kind of hard on metal at times but I think you guys are just just kicking ass cool that last album you guys had 
absolutely incredible. It it almost reminds me of back in the day when you guys did the first album. So what do you think? What do you think's next for you guys? Well, it, you know, I can either I can answer that directly or I can make a B side of that. So directly, we are super happy with what's going on right now. We're supporting this new album. It's probably the best album we've ever written. We know Slow to Rock, Cause of Death, The Incomplete are the albums that people will always remember obituary and we're cool with that. It's, we're very proud of those albums, but you know, 30 years into it to still write an album that's still that relevant. We're super proud of the songs. The production fits it perfectly. So so we're, we're gonna support this album. We're gonna see every corner of the planet because fans want to see obituary. And we're gonna stay busy and, 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 and do what we do, you know. Uh, and then on the other hand, we're, we are also very comfortable in our skin. We're cool with what's going on. We're always thinking about new songs and writing riffs and this and that. But at this time of our lives and this time of the music industry, you know, this new album has only been out for just over a year now, so we are no, we're in no hurry to try and push another album out of us as quick as we can. There's no, there's no sense. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a believer in when an album is 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 a favorite album of a fan, they're gonna listen to that thing again and again and really worship it. You know, like a Holy Diver album is how old? I mean, it's, it's twenty something years old, and I still listen to Holy Diver almost every day of my life. So it's not like, oh, after two years you need a new album. Um, I think metal fans understand that. And obituaries cater to a live show. You know, we right. it's fun doing albums and you get proud making songs and making albums, but there's nothing more awesome than, than live shows and seeing the fans come out and giving them what they want, which is just a kick-ass show and having a good time, you know? There is, yeah. And that's what I noticed. You guys are always, always, always seem to have a good time on and off stage of seeing you guys yeah. and it's just absolutely incredible what keeps that chemistry now i mean going on tour you know you're yeah. with each other 24 7 almost yeah. I mean, what is it that what is it yeah you know it, it's not the easiest life you know people think oh you're on tour you're on a tour bus you know you guys are loving life and 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 we are fortunate we're super lucky that we're at this level where we can do it the way we do but to live out of a backpack, live out of hotel rooms, being shuffled around, being told when you have to go to sleep, being told when you're going to eat, you know, living out on airplanes and, and buses and shuttles, it's the, it is a tough life. It, people don't realize it's only one hour a day on stage playing the music and that's fun. It's those other 23 hours that's, that is a brutal to the mind and body. And then like you brought up, how do we keep it where, you know, after this many years, how do you have such a close relationship with your band members that you guys still like each other? And there's no easy answer to that. We're just truly great friends. We like each other, we accept each other's quirkinesses, their habits, their this and that, and you, when you accept the person that you are in a band with and you guys are true friends, it makes it really, really easy to have a good time. That's good. And, and, and we're practical dudes, man. You know, we're only on this planet for so long. We are not young dudes anymore. We're not old, but we are not young. Life is too short to be a dick, and we've said that a few times. And and we're. I'm going to quote you on that. Yeah, right right on. On. I like that. Right? I really like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we've already talked about your favorite bands, of course. Um, what was the? Oh, that was the loose said that. Dang it! I'm sorry. No, we're, we're jumping all around here. It's so okay. kind of good. I like it. It's just the flow. <laughs> now I messed up the flow. But I had to do with this shit. It's all right. Uh, 
So you guys have uh, a few more dates left and you're heading home. Yeah. So yeah. are you guys going to go anywhere else after this Yeah, you know, you if, uh, if, uh, if your listeners haven't already found out, we're, uh, you know, it's sad that the American fans are listening to this and not the European <laughs> fans, but, uh, you know, Obituary goes home after this and we, t- we take a little break for one month and then we head to Europe for a quick run. The festival season starts, but we were just uh, invited to do the Slayer tour. So Obituary is going to open for Slayer in November in, in Europe. And uh, it, if I could do a backflip right now for the fans <laughs> listening to this, I would because we are absolutely ecstatic that we were invited to do it. We obviously said yes immediately before they could even ask the question. And uh, my God, we're opening for Slayer. That is good. I I just went and saw him, man. That was an incredible show. Awesome. Um, So you do have a, okay, this was, we've already talked this on our show. Um, You do have a cat sanctuary, is that true? It's not a sanctuary. I help out a few different sanctuaries, but like what I do on my own is uh, just in my neighborhood and my surrounding area, there's a lot of homeless cats, a lot of feral cats in Florida. There's no winter time, so they breed year-round. So the homeless population is a big issue. So I just I educated myself on how to help the population problem, and it's called trap neuter return, and it's exactly what that sounds like. The Humane Society of Tampa Bay allows me to borrow traps, just these self-trapping traps, super simple to use, and uh, I just know that behind like the McDonald's in my neighborhood, there was like a colony of cats that kept breeding and then behind apartment complexes and stuff. And for the last 16 years, my girlfriend and I have been doing it. So you just go in, you trap, you trap them, you take them to Humane Society, they get fixed, they recover overnight, then you bring them right back where you trapped them and you release them. So they know where they are, they can still live their lives, but they're not gonna keep breeding and, the, and, the, and we help the population problem. So 15 years of doing this, it's turned into quite the, produ- the production. So now it's 33 different locations that I actually take oh, care of. Wow. A little over 100 cats. You know, some are just like two cats behind a, yeah. a dumpster yeah. at an apartment complex. Some like at a bowling alley that, that I do in Tampa. It's a uh, it's probably 15 cats that wait for me every evening when I come pulling in, and they all know me. They know my truck. It's it's pretty awesome to see them all come jumping out, and they're like, yeah, dinner time. You know. <laughs> so you know, the main thing is is getting them spay neutered and fixed and stop the population problem. But then I got a big heart. And uh, I, I put down food and fresh water every right. night before right. I eat dinner. I go out, it takes me about two hours to feed my gangs. And wow. uh, I just put food down and some fresh water and then I eat my dinner. That is so cool. Right on. That is so cool. Right hey, on. I, that's what I got for you, man. Thanks, <laughs> Donald, Donald Tardy, man. I appreciate everything. Right on, dude. And how a great fucking person you really are, man. Right I appreciate on. appreciate it. Right on. Okay, Willard out. See you. Yeah. So that Donald Tardy, man. I, you know what? What a great fucking guy. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, I gotta I thank mean, him again for helping us out little, with our intro too. I know, and I did. I did when I was there. I thanked him and I said, "Hey, we still use that intro of you." But I, I just walked out of there, and it's a, I see him on stage, and he is absolutely having a great fucking time, smiling. The whole night was just an incredible lineup. Paul Bear, Skeleton Witch, Dust Bolt, and them. I that was a great fucking night. Mm-hmm. It just, um, I broke. A lens that I was there in my really? camera. Really? Yeah. Ouch. That's another uh, $1,200 I need to pay out. But anyway, that's going to come out of the Mosh Mag Fund. No. There you go. <laughs> but I'm going to have uh, I'm going to have... Sh- dude, I still... I understand. I'm really backed up on all the images. 
I have I have a bituary show that I'm gonna show some images from and uh, with the interview I'm gonna post we're gonna post that yeah anyway um but I have a lot I still have anthrax uh, behemoth and testament I need to get out on because um, I'm writing reviews and I don't know yeah. I'm dyslexic so it's really hard for me to do that that's another story <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so I still got those stuff. But another show I just saw just last week, and it was Power Trip. Nice. Um, yeah. Okay, if you guys have not seen Power Trip, you gotta you got to go fucking see them. If you haven't heard of Power Trip, get out under your rock and get your ass and start listening yeah, to Power Yeah, they're badass. This, I'm telling you right now, if they come out with an... I just... We just posted a single on, on social media of their brand new song that they just popped out. And I, they're, the next, they're the next thing. I know oh, for they're sure. the next fucking... <clears throat> they're going to be on top. I know I've had issues with, the, with something <laughs> that makes a longer story. I'm not even going to get into that one. Um... <laughs> I'm going to tell the story. I ha- I owe it to my listeners to tell the story. Okay. I was in Tucson. I was photographing the band. They were opening for Obituary and Exodus, right? So they are on stage, and I jump on stage because it's really hard to shoot the, the, the drummer. So I go to the drummer, and I'm about to shoot the drummer. Well, I'm up there for five seconds. I put my camera not in their way, and I'm very cautious what I'm doing. I just want to get it. I don't want to be on the stage. I'm out of the way. I go over the top. I take a couple pictures, and he goes, get off the stage. And I looked at him like, wow, that was the first time in my life that I've ever had (laughs) an opening band tell me to get off stage because I'm trying to take pictures of them and do something to tell the, tell the world about them. Uh, and I was just, but hey, I, and, and from a drummer, you know, <laughs> I've never get, get told someone to get the fuck off. Hey, hey it wasn't, whatever. at least it wasn't the bass player. Oh! <laughs> you fucking... <laughs> uh, but you know what? What a power trip. A power trip from power trip. There you go. So that's how yeah. I call it. Anyway. There you go. Anyway. You got power um, trip, bitch. <laughs> It was kind of, I know. But you know what the good killer thing was? Like, uh, okay, my buddy, John Connor. Yeah, that's his real name. You know, uh, John yeah, Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm John Connor. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I have a buddy named John Connor. Well, he brings his, his seven, eight-year-old kid, right? Okay. Okay, um, the bands that played with Power Trip were Shermag, Fury, and Red Death. Red Death Open. So Red Death Open, and my buddy's kid goes out there, and he's having a good time. He's out there like, woo, yeah, oh, this is moshing up. There was only like four or five people in the mosh pit, okay? His dad was there to kind of help him through. But, hey, we've just introduced him to fucking metal and a mosh pit, and he was all stoked. I went out and bought him an extra-large Red Death shirt. Nice. The reason being... When he gets 18 and he can fit in a, an extra-large shirt, he'll always have that shirt. He'll save it and go, uh-huh. this is the first metal band I've ever been to. I was kind of thinking about you know, down in the long run. So as That's the night cool, went actually. on, he kept on wanting to go in the pit. Well, Power Trip came on. 
Daddy, I want to go in the pit. So he takes John, takes his son into the pit. Well, all of a sudden, one song later, here comes <laughs> little Perry. Hi, Perry. How you doing? Hope you're doing well. Pop the tooth. Uh-huh. <laughs> got smacked. Got popped a tooth with Power tri- uh, at Power Trip Mosh Mac. I mean, a mosh pit. So, <laughs> 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 uh, what a way to pop your cherry at a Power Trip show, you know? No, that's oh. sick. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But I was talking to you earlier about this, and um, some people I don't understand. Like, the obituary lineup was incredible, right? Here I have Power Trip, Shermag, Fury, and Red Death. Mm-hmm. Um Sure, Mag. Uh, they shouldn't have been on this line. The, I mean, I don't understand. How, why would you go on tour, right? If you go on tour, why, why would you want to go on tour and, and and not be in the same genre of the music? Yeah, they're more of a... I don't even consider them rock. They were like, like a country band. Like that new country. Weird. Yeah, it's 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 a trip, and I don't mind if they're a little hard, and you can kind of be with that time. But yeah. it, they just weren't anything like that, and it just was really. I was even there going, huh? You know, it was a girl singer, you know, and I think people really didn't want to say anything because oh, it's a girl singer, and they don't. But it just was a. It wasn't fun. It wasn't like a build-up. Like, oh my God, I'm going to see Power Trip next. Yeah. You know? It, and I don't know. I think people just want to play to play, and I think they need to pick their thing. But uh, Fury and Red Death, I they were right down the lines. Uh, yeah. It was a huh. great show. Great, great, great show. But anyway, yeah. I'm going to have uh, images and show review from Obituary and Power Trip coming up. And... Um, I have a couple more shows that I'm going to go to on June 15th. I'm going to go see Nonpoint and Butcher Babies. So yep. I'm going to have I have a press I have a photo pass for that. And on uh, July 3rd, I have an interview scheduled for the Black Dahlia Murders. So that is going to be up, and they're playing with they're co-headlining with Whitechapel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to ask you about this. What's this that? is the this is um. Like Black Dahlia Murders and Whitechapel, they're co-headlining, and then Butcher Babies and Nonpoint, they're co-headlining as well. Huh. Isn't it weird that there is a lot more? Oh, co-headlining, headlining? like co-headlining and stuff. Yeah, I think it's cool because it makes the, it brings out two big bands. You know what I mean? Right, right. I I think it's really great. I mean, especially when you're going to these these uh, these littler shows, mm-hmm. you know, and they're they're packing in, you know, four or five hundred people. It's like they put the ego and, away and they can, you know. Right, and it's you know what? That's what I like. And I was talking to you about. I, that's what I like about like this is Club Red. Their sounds incredible. Brick walls, you know, you really get the good sound. So you really get to see them up close and personal, and you know, I. It brings me back, like I said, it brings me back to Ruthie's. It brings me back to those little dive bars that we used to go to. I'm not calling this a dive bar. It is kind of in a way, but... That's not really a bad know. thing. No, I really... I think back in the day, when you said dive bar, it was like you rolled your eyes. Yeah. But now it's kind of like it, it's got character, you know? Everything's got a little character and mm-hmm. stuff. But anyway, that's what I got going on. And uh, what do you got going on? 
You know, that's about uh, crickets. Yeah, crickets. No, no. Actually, what I want to talk about, um, like we were talking about before, is uh, we want to be the voice of the underground. So we want to actually get a lot of bands out. Um, want you guys that are coming up, or uh, you know, bands, local bands, so-called garage bands, if you want to call it that. We want to be your voice. We want to, um, you know, we want to start putting up a little things about. Uh, we want to do a battle of the bands and get you guys noticed. So if you can, hit us up and at moshmag666 at gmail.com. Either upload a link to maybe your site where we can hear some music, uh, maybe a link to an album or a a song, uh, maybe a YouTube link, whatever it is that you can send us that uh, we can check out your stuff. And if we can post it, that'd be great. You know, right before you get into everything else, like um, one of our listeners too, Jeremy. Jeremy, hello. How you doing? Um... She had talked about, um, you know, we were talking about doing parking lot interviews and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, she nailed it and said we're going to have to call it tailgate talk. Ooh, I like that. And I really want to go do that. That's, I think, that's totally cool. Uh, but I think that we're, what we're going to need to do, I can't do it alone. I think I'm going to wait. Because that's, you know how it is if I have a microphone mm-hmm. and I'm walking up to a group of people like drinking beers in the middle of a parking lot. What are they going to say about this fucking guy coming up? If there's two guys, it's a little different. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. We, we I need totally someone to hold my hand, please. I think that would no, be really I, cool. But I think I really want to talk to talk to everyone about you know what got them into metal. Like I, everyone has a story of like how they got there, and I really want to. It's very interesting to hear. I like it. I like that. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt like I always do. No, no, you're Go all right. On. You're all right. No, no but I just I, we want you guys to be a part of it too, yeah. not just. Not just us. We want you guys to be, you know, I want your input, you know? Absolutely. Maybe I'll come and interview you in a parking lot. Hey, yeah. there you go. <laughs> well, there you go. Then we'll go porta potty talk. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go there. That's another story. Go ahead. I'm done. I'm sorry. Go All ahead. right, man. I think that should wrap it up. Yeah. That pretty um, much does it. Did you go over do you tell where everyone to visit us and smash some buttons? That's all right. Like that? So here we are. You guys uh, hit us up at uh, <laughs> www.moshmag.com. You'll find all the our reviews, uh, photos, amazing photos and reviews are on our site. Uh, those are all updated. You also give us check us out on Instagram or mosh underscore mag. You can also find us on Twitter at the same place. And then of all your people that have voice-activated devices, you can now hit us up on Google Play. Alexa, uh, iTunes, pretty much anything that's voice activated now. All you have to do is say, please play Mosh Mag Podcast. You can mess this up every time. It is. Well, it's different for everyone, that's for sure. I know. But if you go, Alexa, play Mosh Mag Podcast. I swear if that bitch heard me. She did. Yep. That goddamn bitch. I swear to fucking God. You know, what, you know what? Everyone that has Alexa or something like that, don't you just freak out all of a sudden she'll, she'll come off, like tell you the weather and shit? And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Holy She's shit. trying to tell you to get out of the house. She's like, hey, oh, yeah. it's what nice out. Why are you guys still here? <laughs> I know. I know. You lazy ass. She's, got a, she's like, I got a rumba coming over. You know, <laughs> She's like, I got all these robots coming oh, over. What are you guys still God. doing here? <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold on. Alexa, ah! Idiot. All right, man, so that should do it. <laughs> that should it, man. Okay, guys, um, thanks for everything. Thanks for all your support. And all you people, come see us uh, at some shows. And if you see us, 
We say hi. Yeah, shit. The shirts are coming. We're thinking about. We don't, I know. I know you guys. Stickers and shirts. We're working Colin, on it. Colin, I gotta call. Yeah, I know. We just gotta afford it. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pulse merchandise. Yes. Pulse merch. That's the way to go, Mike. They were just at Comic Con. If you guys are out there this weekend, you should check them out. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Was? Yep. Oh, that's even badass. Yeah, they had a booth out there. They were doing some stuff. Oh. You know what? I want to get into that. Yep. That's another stuff. I really want to do... I would really love to try that. Do a booth? No. Doing doing shirts. Doing that kind of... I love watching that. I could watch that all day. Like, you know, people making shirts yeah. and stuff. Well, yeah, I like that. Anyway, that's it, everyone. All right. Peace <laughs> out. Later. Peace. Later.